Welcome to Unity of Tucson. And it leads me actually right into essentially what today is all about, which is action in life. Uh, you know, when we understand that we are this creative principle, and you know, it's what we've been talking about these last several weeks, when we understand that we are this creative principle, that creative principle must express. That creative principle must express, and in, in many ways it expresses artistically, it, it, it actually expresses in all creation, in every aspect of our beingness. Um, and when it expresses so beautifully, artistically, it's just an exquisite thing. So these past several weeks, we've been going over the five basic principles of unity. So the first principle that we spoke of several weeks ago is God is, I'm shorthanding all of these. God is, number two, I am or we are. All creation is God. If God is all there is, then all creation must be that which is. Three is how it works, which is it is consistently unfolding itself as creation. It is in a constant state of movement. Number four is how to use it so we can utilize this power, we can utilize this principle, and we can put it into action. And so one of the tools that, I, that, we, that we use to do that is called prayer. So I talked about prayer last week. That's how to use it. And so number five is simply put in this manner. Do the work. Live the results activate it. Do it. Actually go into action in your life. That's what the fifth principle is all about. It is about the practical application of these ideas, of these tools. Charles Fillmore wrote in, uh, he wrote this in Christian Healing about the fifth principle. He wrote this, that to bring forth the kingdom of heaven, all our ideas must be with divine ideas and must be expressed. To bring forth the kingdom of heaven, all our ideas must be one with divine ideas and must be expressed. So we are not a philosophy that teaches that heaven is some place we're going to get to at some point. Uh, and like many traditions, they will say it's after we die, right? That's, yeah. But there's only one thing going on, it is everlasting life. So we actually never, although we will shed this physical expression at some point, we never actually experience death. We are consistently unfolding as everlasting life. So to bring forth the kingdom of heaven means that we can have that right here and right now because what is the kingdom of heaven but a state of mind? Heaven is a state of mind just like hell is a state of mind. And we get to decide on in, in which place we are going to live in that state of mind. We're either going to live in heaven or we're going to live in hell. We may live someplace in between, but my work in life is to ensure that I am living more from the point of view and the consciousness of the kingdom of heaven. And the way that we do this, the way that we do this, he says, that to bring forth this consciousness of the kingdom of heaven, our ideas must be one with the divine ideas. Now, they can never be separate, but that's a, whole other, that's a whole other talk. I gave it a couple weeks ago. But when we begin to understand that our ideas are divine ideas, and we align them with the ideas that we would like to have as expressions in our life, love, light, life, peace, power, beauty, joy, whatever they are, we are actively living in the consciousness of heaven. 
So we're not trying to get to heaven. We are bringing forth heaven here and now in our experience. We are to live the truth we know and accept that this is an active philosophy. We are to live the truth we know and accept that this is an active philosophy. The fifth principle is stated like this um, in many areas. It says thoughts, or sorry, through thoughts, words, and actions, we live the truth we know. Through thoughts, words, and actions, we live the truth we know. It is also stated in this manner. It is not enough to understand spiritual teachings. We must live the truth we know. So those are various places. You can go and look up unity principles, and it'll have different ways of phrasing all of the principles, and those are just a couple that you will find. But I love that. It is not enough to understand spiritual teachings. And that's what the first four principles are all about. It is about finding understanding. So number one, God is. That is a, that's an intellectual exercise that we embody into a state of understanding. So God is, I am, starts as an intellectual exercise that we begin to embody. Knowing the way that it works, the third principle is an intellectual understanding that we begin to embody. And how to use it is an intellectual understanding that we begin to embody. And from those four intellectual understandings and the embodiment of those principles, step five, the fifth principle is, now use it actively in life. Because essentially, essentially consciousness in and of itself, and, and this is, you know, this is... This is a little bit of a departure. I, I just want to give you an understanding that this is a little bit of a departure from previous ideas. And yet, I think this is something that we can take to heart thoroughly in our lives. And so the departure is this. Consciousness alone does nothing. Consciousness in and of itself does nothing. There must be an active ingredient for consciousness to do something. We are that active ingredient because we have thinking minds, which is our conduit of consciousness. And so as we think, we are actually putting the consciousness into action. But in and of itself, it will do nothing. We are the activators of consciousness, and as we activate it, our lives unfold. Now. We can do this purposefully and decidedly, and yet most of us are doing it willy-nilly because it's always happening by means of us. We are that active nature of the infinite nature, and so our lives are showing up because we are the active ingredient. Um, as is really all life, all form, everything at its core does have life energy to it, and so as it is unfolding, We are making decisions around whether or not we are living up there or down there, but it's all consciousness. Now, action in and of itself might be fruitless if we are just acting. Thank you. Nobody remembers that from back in the day. Uh, action 
in and of itself is fruitless because my belief is that action backed by spiritual principle becomes the way to creating a life that works not just for you, but for all humanity, for all creation. Activated consciousness, activated consciousness will impel action. Activated consciousness will impel action, and that is the balance we are looking for. We are looking to strike that balance of living active expressions of God as our life that is an impulse through us. So consciousness and action go hand in hand. Prayer, that fourth principle, changes mind. That's what I talked about last week. The whole point and purpose of prayer is to change mind. But here's the next step of that. A changed mind, if it is truly changed, impels action. And so I said last week, the way we know if our prayer is answered is that we know it, it, we know it at the core of our being. We feel that it's been answered, right? But in that feeling, if we are not impelled into action in some manner, then here's what we need to do. Keep praying. Go back to mind. Go back to settling into consciousness. Go back to deepening in our understanding. I asked you last week, I asked you last week to do the homework of writing out a prayer, right? Did everyone write out their prayer? I don't see very many hands. To write out a prayer based on those five steps, relaxation, concentration, meditation, realization, and appreciation. Allowing ourselves to use feeling words in writing out that prayer. And then I asked you to state that prayer before you go to bed each night and state it when you first get up in the morning. Read it out loud. So for those of you who did it, clearly nobody in this room. I'm just joking. For those of you who did it, I just want you to check in with yourself right now and say that in that activity, was anything activated in your life? Can you look now and say, oh, of course, this was my prayer, and I see how it has come to pass, how it has come to be in expression in my life. And if you haven't recognized it yet, here's the thing. If you have not recognized the, the, the form that is the result of your prayer, do not fear. Do not fear. All is not lost. Just keep doing the work. Keep praying. Because here's the thing. Abandoning the work is not the answer. It's not that you, God is all there is. I know that that is what and who I am. And this is what I choose to experience in my life. The magnificent, abundant flow of joy. That is what I choose right here in my life, right here, right now. And oh, I live in such eternal gratitude for this. I live in this place of gratitude. Hmm. Oh, well, that didn't work. I guess that doesn't work. Right? Abandoning the work is not the answer. The answer is to dive more deeply into the work. Because if the prayer is not impelling action, then the prayer is unanswered. Prayer is meant to create that thing within each and every one of us that says, yes, here's how to be. Here's how it unfolds. The work of our spiritual philosophy is the work of, here comes a jargon word, it is the work of demonstration. Demonstration. The work of our spiritual philosophy is the work of demonstration. How many of you have ever heard that word before in relationship to this philosophy? Demonstration, 
according to Charles Fillmore, is the proving of a truth principle in one's body or affairs. The proving of a truth principle in one's body or affairs. He's saying here that the principle in action, in expression, in our body or in our life's affairs, in our experience of the world is demonstration and it is up to us. Our work is to prove the truth principle in all things. Matthew 21, 22. Whatever you ask for in prayer with faith, you will receive. Whatever you ask for in prayer with faith, you will receive. There is no maybe within that. The only maybe is if you decide, oh, abandon the prayer. That's when the maybe comes into, pl into place because here's the thing. That is not a prayer in faith. That is not a prayer with faith. So whatever you ask for in prayer with faith, you will receive. Belief, faith, that is the key. You will always you will always experience according to the light of faith within your heart. So how will you choose to experience the demonstration of what it is you would like to experience in your life? The path to that is practice. The path to that is prayer. So, today's message was entitled, Lights, Camera, Action. So lights, lights, we are lights, we are the light of life, you are the light of the world. Let us choose to express that inherent truth of our being at all times. We are the light of the world, so let us allow our light to shine without abandon. Without abandon. Wow. Let us, I'm going to rephrase that. Let us allow our light to shine with abandon. With abandon. Let your light shine so brightly that it combines with all the other bright lights in the world, and we find our way to a more peace, just, and expansive experience of life. Camera. Now, a camera has a lens. The camera has a particular way of seeing the world. You know, we use a camera for this experience on Sundays currently, and we'll continue to use the camera when we are back to meeting in person in the room. We will always have a camera that allows a focused view, right? That's the thing about a camera. A camera has a focused view. It says, look over here. Look over here. We get to do that with our mind. Our mind and the eyes are the cameras, right? We can choose where to place our focus, both with our eyes and with our mind, just like a camera. And so when we choose to place our focus on the good, then what do we see and experience? We see and experience the good. Now, we all get to decide what the good is for each and every one of us because what shows up and what is believed to be my good may be separate and different from what your good is, and that's okay because God is infinite in its expression, and so there is room for all expressions of good and all ideas about what good is. So lights be the light of the world. Camera, let us choose to focus where we place our, our camera, our lens, and action. Action. From that, we live in action. Our spiritual abilities require our participation. 
So are you actively participating? Universal principle of itself is not active. We are the activators of this principle. And we have choice. That's the blessing. That is such a blessing. We have choice in the direction of that activation. We get to decide the flow and form of our lives. And it is happening at the level of awareness. Should we decide to let it happen at the level of awareness? But it is always happening below the level of awareness. Well, whatever's happening below the level of awareness, I would like to draw up into my awareness so that I can set the tone of my thinking and create the life I would like to live. That's the choice I have, to see what is happening. You know, the, the joke in, in these philosophies is, you know, we talk all about change your thinking, change your life. Thoughts are things. Your thoughts create your experience. Your beliefs create your experience. And people will say, well, how do I know what I'm thinking? Well, the joke is, look at your life. Look at your life. That is the construct of your thoughts. And so as we deepen into the awareness of what is happening in our life, those are clues into how do we choose to be moving forward. And in the work of recognizing that that is the construct of our thoughts and our thoughts. We get to make choices and live the demonstration of those choices. Ellen Devonport is a contemporary Unity minister. She works at Unity Village. And she wrote, four of the five principles are about shifting consciousness before shifting behavior. Four of the five principles are about shifting consciousness before changing behavior. This is important. Because behavior change without a shift in consciousness ultimately is unsustainable. The shift in consciousness brings us to a place that is born of awareness. The awareness of our inherent nature. That's steps, that's principles one and two. God is, I am. God is, I am. And God is always always present from this awareness of our inherent nature when we make informed actions uh, sorry when we make informed choices we live expressing from informed choices so part of the work as well is to be informed to deepen into accepting this information in whatever way suits you, in whatever path suits you. There is that within you that can access the infinite wisdom of the universe and act from that inherent wisdom. Now, who among us is doing that consistently? Who among us is doing that consistently? Because I can tell you, I've been at this a long time. I don't always do it consistently. I have times when I, you know, fall back. That's okay. Because here's the thing. I know that when I fall back, I can get myself right back up. Now, there are teachers that we might look to and say, oh, well, they must have done it consistently. Mystics of the ages. 
they must have done it consistently. This is a call today to put the practical in practical spirituality, to put this practice to use in our lives, perhaps in a way we have never done so before. That was not a very nice sentence. But putting, to, putting into practice this principle is the whole point of this teaching. There is no other point of this teaching. If we are here to create a world that works for everyone, if we are here to create better lives for ourselves and to express this and expand this into our collective consciousness and into the world, into the universe, we have to be practical about it. We have to put it into use. So make choices and act. Don't be afraid. You can always choose again if some choice you make doesn't turn out the way you thought it might. You can always choose again. God is, you are, thought is the way God is utilizing its expression as us. Prayer is the way that we focus our thought, and when we are focused in that, we live the results. Our responsibility in this is to be active lights. Camera, action, be the light. Focus your lens and act accordingly because it is not enough to understand spiritual teachings. We must live the truth we know. Namaste. Hi, this is Reverend Jonathan Zenz, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast of my Sunday message. Your financial support will ensure that we can continue to offer this as an option for inspiration. You can make your tax-deductible contribution in any amount on our website, unitytucson.com. Once again, thank you for listening. You are magnificent. Namaste.